0: This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to the Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. So, um, this week, nothing really that interesting has happened. Um, we'll get into some headlines that have been going around, but um. Yeah, this week, I wasn't really sure what to record. I've been busy pretty much all the week preparing for one of the bigger games that I've called in the Hope Trine game, trying losing that game by double digits. So, um, yeah, I've been preparing for that all week. And then after the game last night, got back to the dorm around 9 o'clock, and I was like, oh, I record tomorrow. <laughs> and um, I apologize for that. I just, it completely slipped my mind. So, um She'll be talking about some random stuff this week. So um yeah, let's go ahead and jump into it. All right, so um went to basketball reference just to see what happened on this date, January 27th, the day that this episode will be released. Um uh, bunch of people scored a bunch of points. Um 2020, Eric Gordon scored 50 points. 2017, James Harden scored 51. 1990, Carl Malone scored 61. 1989, Manute Bull blocked 11 shots. Jeff Houston in 1982 dished out 27 assists in a four point win. That's crazy. 27 assists, still not the record, though, which is even more insane. Um, 1973, Tiny Tiny Archibald, excuse me, drops 52 points. Uh, 71, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scores 53. Wilt Chamberlain scored 53 in 1962. And in 1960, the late, great Bill Russell. Actually, Wilt Chamberlain is also the late, great, and Manute Bull, Um, Bill Russell pulled down 35 rebounds. Um, And that's something I don't think we're ever going to see again. 35 rebounds, if we look into, like, most rebounds in a game, I feel like... Will is gonna be up there fifty five will obviously um here sorry if I can find single game leaders for total rebounds since eighty three eighty four Charles Oakley has the most in the game at thirty five and the most recent one on this list. There's a couple current players. Zubac got 29. Andre Drummond had 29. Vucevic had 29. Rudy Gobert got 28 in 2021. Um Jokic had 27. I, this is like the cap, at, it looks like, at this point. Um Yeah, see, 55-35. It's not going to happen all that much ever again, and... um I mean, it's just why Bill Russell is the true champion of the game when you look at all that he's won, all who he had to go up against to win all those championships, and then, you know, pulling down 35 rebounds in a game. That's something he did quite a bit. I mean, he was good at what he did. There's no other way around it. Um, Yeah, Bill Russell was just... If you haven't listened to my uh Bill Russell episode the week after he died, did a whole episode on him. Uh please check that out. I think that uh I hope that I did uh Mr. Russell enough credit on that um I was like violently sick that week which was kind of weird cuz it was in, like the middle of summer, maybe towards the end of summer, like I shouldn't have been sick as much as I was. Like, I know everyone gets like a summer fever every now and then. Um, yeah, it was way more like my voice was awful in that. So, yeah, uh, go go ahead and check that one out. I think that that is one of the better episodes I've put out. And then when I look into basketball news, um, everyone is talking about <laughs> – the Uber Eats delivery person stopping a college basketball game with a bag of McDonald's walking out onto the floor. Um, yeah, I, don't, I it's like you can't – this can't be real, but at the same time, it's kind of like someone probably ordered that and said, like, hey, I'm, like, out on the basketball court here. And uh, it's just weird because, like – how he gets in the building in the first place like even if he is bringing a bag of mcdonald's who lets him in the, <laughs> who lets him into the venue and um yeah he somehow finds his way down the court and he walks out onto the court and stops the game cuz he had to deliver a fan some mcdonald's um yeah that's just crazy to me and um Yeah, literally stopped an entire game because he had to deliver some McDonald's. Uh, News in the AP poll, Purdue is back up at number one. They went up two spots after Houston lost and Kansas lost twice. Kansas dropped all the way from two to nine. Um, People are saying Alabama should have been number one. But uh, I know that they did play last night when I'm recording this, and they did end up beating Mississippi State only by three. Um, Purdue, they have Michigan tonight. So we'll see what happens with that. From what I've heard, it's not going to be a good game, which I don't know. We'll see. I think that road games in the Big Ten are always tough, I think, no matter who you play. Um, Purdue – kind of bunked, debunked that theory when they beat Minnesota by quite a bit. And they also kind of debunked it when they let Rutgers beat them at home and Maryland Knowles beat them at home. Uh, yeah, I was surprised to see Purdue at number one. Because, I mean, Houston, they only lose by one, but it was at home to Temple. And... um yeah, I you could have asked me, like, who do you think is going to remain? Who do you think is going to be number one at the end of the season? I would have said Houston just because the American is a very easy conference. I've talked about this, I think, last week. It's a very easy conference to get out of unscathed. Um, all you really have to deal with is Memphis. And I guess Temple now, if we look at the American conference lineup, Yeah, Houston, 7-1 in conference. Temple is 7-2. Sorry, I had it on the American, but then it just moved. Uh, Memphis in the running there, they're 5-2. They still got a couple. They still got games to make up. Uh, Tulane, Cincinnati, UCF, Wichita State, SMU, East Carolina, South Florida, and Tulsa. Now, if you look at this as a football conference, you're like, hey, you got Cincinnati UCF. That's pretty good. It's not the same. Um, In Cincinnati, I think they should be up there. They're like one of the – they should be one of the more prolific teams in the American. They should be winning it every year. But Houston has been really good. Uh, Kelvin Sampson has been doing a fantastic job. Um, You know, we'll see what happens after – He's one of those guys, I think, kind of like Calipari, where he's going to leave and there's going to be some sanctions. Not, like, particularly bad, but Kelvin Sampson has had his run-ins with recruiting violations, as the same with John Calipari. Um, yeah, but they they can coach. They, they can coach. I mean, they get the players they got, and he can coach them. I mean, we didn't hear if any of those guys – when they went to the Final Four. The only, like, most recognizable name was Quentin Grimes, and he was a Kansas transfer. Uh, and they made it to the Final Four. And Houston's always in the running for that. I mean, they got one of the better players in the country Mark with Marcus Sasser, just a really good team overall. And, I mean, Houston... When you think Houston, I don't think people now, maybe now they do, but like two years ago, two or three years ago, uh, you're not thinking basketball, powerhouse or anything. But, I mean, you go back to even the 60s. Like you had Elvin Hayes in there taking down UCLA. It was like one of UCLA's like three, two or three losses when they had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lou Alcindor at the time. And, you know, Elvin Hayes and Houston beat them It was in the Astrodome. Center court was at second base. There was not a seat even close to that field, to the court. And they say it's like – I think people still say it's like the game – one of the greater games in college basketball. I don't know if there's any film on it. I haven't looked for it. I doubt it. Um, Just because at that point in time, if the game wasn't – like an NCAA tournament game. I don't know if it was getting broadcasted like that. Um, But then, you know, you keep going throughout the 70s. I think they had some players. I'll just look up um, basketball reference here. Because I know, I think in the 70s, they had a really good player uh, who ended up going to the league. If... This will work with me. You had Otis Birdsong go into the NBA. Let's see. Don Chaney went in 1968 with Elvin Hayes. Um, you had a 70s, 70s, 70s. So Otis Birdsong was pretty much the one I was thinking of. Um. Then the 80s come around, and, you know, five slamma jamma happens, and that was the best team. One of the best teams to not win a championship, going for a couple years there. Um, You know, 83, they lose to NC State in a miracle game, and then 84, I don't think trying to remember who won in 84 that was oh it was Carolina wasn't it yeah but they didn't beat Houston in the championship game that was against Georgetown um yeah five slam and jam happens and you have Clyde Drexler and Akeem Olajuwon he didn't have the H at the time um playing for them and you know Houston has been a school where you know they'll have their ebbs and flows like they're a really really good team And, um, yeah, it just hasn't been the case for the past couple decades. I mean, there's really not that many amazing players who are going to the NBA after Drexler and Olajuwon. I mean, there's a couple players here that went in the 90s, but I don't recognize them. So, yeah, Houston, they've been up there. Um, They'll be fine the rest of conference. I don't feel like anyone can touch them at this point now. If they know the loss in conference, they'll uh, they'll get it going. But, yeah, with Purdue – I was surprised because I really did think Alabama could have jumped them because Purdue struggled against Maryland. The first half was good, but that second half was ugly, just ugly basketball from them. And, um yeah, they end up being number one. They go to Michigan tonight, 10 o'clock Eastern. I got a long night ahead of me watching some basketball, which, I mean, I wouldn't want it any other way. So, yeah. And then – um the other big news is that you know LeBron James is inching closer and closer to the all-time scoring title. I did the math if everything is up to date. He's 157 points away, and he's averaging 30 points at this point. He's It's crazy. In the month of January, he's averaging 30. At what point at the age of 38 has anyone done that? I just don't get it. I'm going to do a whole episode when LeBron ends up breaking the record. Um, hopefully if it's not around the same time as all-star break, but when that happens, I will get it out there. Um, making a case for LeBron as the greatest player, people just won't want, they just don't want to admit it. But yeah. Um, and I mentioned it before. It's up there. It really is like, Bill Simmons has said that like the way that LeBron is going to beat Michael Jordan as the greatest of all time is through longevity. And the point that LeBron is at and the way that he's playing at this point, I don't see how people can deny it anymore. I understand he's he's lost a ton of finals matchups. But he got there. Like, there's just... I know the East was easy when he was on his second stint with the Cavs, but he got there, and he beat a 73-9 and Warriors team. And um, he's up there in assists. I think up there in steals. He's just one of those guys to where he's just one of the best. He's probably the best, and um, I'll get more in depth in that, but I mean – Kareem is just Kareem is my favorite player of all time. um I mentioned it quite a bit, I don't think on this podcast, but two people I'm just like i Kareem is just he's a class act um someone who has been who's able to span a twenty year career into being an amazing player. um, I loved him. I love hearing stories of him at UCLA. I said I loved him as if I was there at UCLA in 1960, like 1965 through 69. Um, Yeah, the stories you hear of him at UCLA, I mean, just how dominant he was that he forced a rule change of the Jabbar, of the Alcindor rule of no dunking, which, you know, just only – Made him create the skyhook on the most unstoppable shot in the history of the NBA. Um, yeah, Kareem is just Kareem. I love Kareem. I mean, he played when he was with the Bucks. He was with Oscar Robertson, which is why I like him a lot. For one, uh, he was coached by John Wooden, which makes me like him a lot too. Playing with Magic, just the way that he was able to able to change his game, but not sacrifice it too much. Because like if you were with magic, you you had to be willing to run. And he was, but also like Cream learned that like when you do get in the offense, get me the ball so I can get the sky hook going. And it doesn't slow down anything at all. And um he's just great. There's just no other way around it. He's just great. I mean, he's like my favorite player ever. I was listening to Dan Patrick and he was arguing that like if you include like a college career and a proker, he's probably the greatest ever. Um, with just how successful he was, but LeBron is going to take that throne, and um, I'm just glad I'm here to witness it. Just because that's one record. That you're like, man, you, you don't think it's ever going to happen? I remember when, like, back in like 2018, people were talking about this record being broken. LeBron was still like quite a ways off, and. I think me with a long, with a bunch of other people, we're just like it's the longevity thing. I don't think he can sustain playing the way he does for that long. And my God, has he proved every single person wrong? And um, he's just gonna be. I'm gonna lay it out, but he's gonna be up there as the greatest player ever. It's just how it's gonna be. And you look at all the players that LeBron's had to pass to get up this way. Behind him is Carl Malone, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Dirk Nowitzki, Wilt Chamberlain, Dr. J, Moses Malone, Shaq, Carmelo Anthony is number 11 all-time, Dan Issel, Elvin Hayes, Hakeem Olajuwon, Oscar Robertson, Kevin Durant is at 16, Dominique George Gervin, Tim Duncan, Paul Pierce, John Havlicek, KG, Vince Carter, Alex English, Rick Barry, Reggie Miller are tied at 25. I did not know that. That's pretty interesting. Jerry West, uh, Artis Gilmore, Patrick Ewing, Ray Allen, Allen Iverson, Harden and Westbrook are 32-33. and And Harden, at one point we were saying he's the greatest scorer of the generation. He's 32nd all-time, and I know that he's younger than LeBron. I mean, Harden was in the 2009 draft. LeBron was 2003. Harden went to three years of college. Charles Barkley, Robert Parrish, Adrian Dantley, Dwayne Wade, Elgin Baylor, Clyde Drexler, Gary Payton, Larry Bird, Hal Greer, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, and DeMar DeRozan are all 43, 44, and 45. Walt Bellamy. Hal Gasol, Bob Pettit, David Robinson, and LaMarcus Aldridge. Those are that's the top fifty. That's who all he's had to surpass to get to this point. And now coming up, it's gonna be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So, yeah, it's people are saying uh, I've heard like people saying like basketball sucks at this point. Um, it's just not fun anymore. I don't know what's not fun about it. You get to watch probably the greatest player ever surpassing a record that no one thought would be broken, and he's going to do it. Averaging 30 points a game for a month at 38 years old. What is not fun about that? I know the Lakers are losing, but, man, it's so fun to watch LeBron do his thing. It really is. College basketball is at an all-time great moment where you can tune in to watch any game and you're going to be intrigued. I haven't felt like that in the past. past couple years, I've just been watching Purdue maybe catch a game every now and then. But it's just, it's a great time for basketball. I don't care what people say. Um, I've just witnessed what is probably the greatest rivalry going on right now in college basketball at the D3 level with trying and Hope. It was a great game. No matter how the final score ended up, it was a great game. Hope got out to an early jump and then trying tried to hammer back one by one, inching back. They got to the third quarter, got to within four. Then Hope ballooned that lead back out to double digits. Um just it's a great time for basketball. I don't I don't care what people say, it's a great time for basketball. It's always a great time for basketball. Basketball is the best. I don't – it doesn't matter to me what other sports are going on. I'll watch them, but basketball just has that place in my heart, in my soul, that it will never be replaced. It just will not. And um, I'm happy that it's a great time for basketball. I hope everyone tunes in whenever they can. Just watch any basketball game. They're fun. I know the NBA is kind of tough to watch. But the people who are there, you're watching the best in the world work at their craft and get better. These guys get better at what they do. And, um, yeah, it's great to just watch the journey. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to tune in tonight to Purdue. I'm going to watch some other games beforehand because that 10 o'clock start, So, um, yeah, we're 12 hours away at the time we're recording this. So, um, got a lot of basketball to watch. And, um, yeah, it's just just an awesome time. So, with that, that'll be it for this week's episode. I want to thank you for listening. Again, I apologize for uh, kind of doing an impromptu kind of thing. But, um, yeah, like I said, I had other priorities to do, and I stuck to them. So, um, yeah. Just be sure to follow me on Twitter at everhard 0 and I'll talk to you next week. Peace.